monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back. Triumphantly, Yay! to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature Joey G. Joining me, as always, is the cutest podcaster in town, the Bride Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? I'm so good. How are yeah. you? Well, I it's been uh, quite a long time since we did one of these, so yeah. Uh, we're going to see if we remember how to do this. It's been three months, almost to the day. I know, I'm so sad. July 2nd. Oh, look, we've time. already had the dog oh, drinking water. Jesus. Come on, man. <laughs> You're fucking this up. He doesn't drink water all day and waits till we do these things. He hasn't had water in three months. <laughs> 40 been... years. That's longer than three months. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Jelly, continue with your book report. To, to snack. Joey, don't eat chips on the I podcast. Up, just so I could do that. Just do it once. Yeah. Okay, so, sorry. Well, so much has happened in three months. I know. Not to us. Nothing happens to us. <laughs> when you have a baby, nothing happens. You just... Exist. The days blur together. And... You just merely try to get through the day without crying. Oh, come on. I'm joking. I was more just thinking along the lines of how... You're not phased when someone else's shit is on you. There you go. I gotta go change my. I got shit on me. Yes. You you ever wonder how much the average person poops in a lifetime? No. Please don't look it up. You're looking it up. Oh, Joey, it's disgusting. Why would you? How much does the average human poop in a lifetime? Okay, you made this may fly on your little comic boys club podcast. But what? I don't think it's going to fly on ours. This is about wow. horror. Do you think this isn't horrifying? You'll produce 116,800 pounds of poop in your life. That's 1,460 pounds of poop per year. Ugh. That's a lot of poop, Nicole. All right, so this... Where movie, does the poop go? This time it was my pick for a movie, and yep. I picked a cult classic. Yeah, well, it's certainly a cult film. Called Curtains. From 1983, Canadian cult horror film directed by Richard Kupka, or Chupka, I don't know how the hell he pronounces his name, one of my biographer, uh, starring John Vernon, Samantha Agar, Linda Thorson, and Lynn Griffin. Uh, tells the story of a group of actresses targeted by a masked killer at a prestigious director's remote mansion where they are auditioning for a role in a movie. Dun, and dun, let's dun. listen to the trailer. Where's the stop button? I don't remember anymore. Oh, there it is. Behind every curtain, someone is waiting. Someone is watching. Someone is hiding. What waits behind the curtains is exciting, frightening, sensual, terrifying. 
Bizarre. Curtains reveal what you expect and what you don't. So, uh, this film uh, had a troubled production, which re- included uh, doing reshoots nearly two years later to complete the film. So it was done in two big chunks. In fact, in the closing credits, the credits are split into part one and part two. Oh. For that very reason, because most of the crew was not on the second half of the film because they were busy doing something else. And I'm sure they lay awake nights losing so much sleep, wishing they could have been there while this film was produced. Oh, you missed it, Joey. I just did air quotes around it film. It did. Uh, this... So is your voice dripping with sarcasm? Yeah, <clears throat> this movie fucking sucks. It doesn't Oh my suck. god. There is not, there's one scene in this entire movie that is decent. No, I would disagree with that. You don't think there's even one? No, you might be right. Did you already do the plot synopsis? I was yeah, I did. It's about the group of... What plot? <laughs> the loosest of plots. Uh, the guy, the dean from Animal House is a dickhead who's going to audition some actresses, including the girl who was in Strange Brew. That's the only other movie I think she was ever in. And she's com- a comedian. Was she the comedian? Yeah. So it's this group of women who are auditioning for this art movie uh, that um, called Audra that this guy is making. And Okay, let's start from the beginning. So there's a prologue in this film where uh, Samantha Sherwood who is this famous actress uh, and is the muse for director Jonathan Stryker, played by the dean from Animal House. Uh, so she has herself committed to a mental institution. To do research for yeah, Abra. she's a method actress, and she's going to play Audra, who's a mentally Audra unstable. Audra or Abra? Audra. Abra. Audra. <laughs> well, all right. Abra. So anyway, They're both um, stupid names. She ends up in this asylum because, as you know, as you do... <laughs> Uh, for um, research purposes. Yes, she's for research purposes. She's in this asylum. Uh, and then for <laughs> reasons, uh, I guess, it ends up being harder than she would have thought because only an asshole would think that it would be fun to go to a mental institution. Only <laughs> an asshole. And Jonathan Stryker, her boyfriend, who is the director of the film, I guess decides mm-hmm. not to bother using her and not to let her get out of the mental institution. He just kind of leaves her there. So she escapes. So eventually, yeah. So she basically she escapes when she finds out that he's going to go ahead and make the film. So it's been a it's been a while. We don't really know how long it's been in between her. I kind of thought the whole film was going to take place in the mental hospital. I thought that would have been a cool film. What is the same movie? But they were in a mental Ew, institution the whole time. Joey, the table's sticky. I'm sorry, Ew, I, I put on it earlier. Joey, no, you did not. It's from dinner. Okay, great. Can we? Can you hand me a cloth? Oh my goodness, we're in the middle of a podcast here. I can't podcast under these conditions. You can't podcast at the best of times. Okay, so, but that's the thing. I don't know when this movie, how long it's been since he No, yeah, it didn't really I think it's been a good Ow, my knee. (laughs) I banged my knee. Can you focus? This table's causing a ruckus. Too much ruckus. (laughs) So, but anyway, I think it's been a a while. We got that. Yeah. 
It's been a while. So she gets out of anyway, the well, mental no, you're institution. Jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. I'm not jumping ahead. You are. Her friend helps her escape. And right. then there's friend a who we scene never see again. of her. She's like pissed and she's burning the photos of the other actresses who are up for the part right. of Audra. But you jumped ahead because for Audra. Audra. Because first of all, we... We get introduced to some of these characters, some of whom, one of whom in particular, we spend a very long time with for her to never arrive at the house. Oh, so yeah! So, I guess it's common Hollywood procedure for uh, douchebag directors to, like, <laughs> bring six young women from various career paths to audition for his movie, because only... I think only one of these women is actually an established actress. One of them is the least funny comedian alive. When we see her doing a very painfully unfunny set where the audience is dying. They are laughing so hard. You gotta give her props. No, you don't. Why? Because she's a young female. And she's trying to do comedy. I don't have a problem with her trying to do comedy. I have a problem with the filmmakers thinking the audience is so stupid that they'll be like, oh yeah, she's a great comedian. Look how much the audience is enjoying it. They couldn't have hired an actual comedian to write some bits. No, like she was doing like stuff that wouldn't have flown in vaudeville. The most dated, terrible jokes. They were awful. They just weren't awful. that they bad. They were really bad. Joey's over-exaggerating. They weren't that bad. He's you just over-exaggerating oh. is kind of uh, redundant. If you... Cr- Talk Can you about my exaggerate like if I'm exaggerating then If you talk about how I speak English on this podcast I will murder you You're funnier than the comedian <laughs> Anyway, one of the people is a comedian, a very unfunny comedian who was in Strange Brew. Uh, then and, and you know okay fine so we introduce her she's then there's an ice skater like a figure skater who we don't really spend any time with until we get to the mansion where the rest of the movie will take place. But, yeah, apparently film directors are like, hey, you, you figure skater, you should come be in my movie. Because there's, there's a figure skating scene in the movie. Right. I'm sure that's how it works. Yeah. Because nobody's ever heard of stunt doubles, which is ironic because I guarantee the actress who plays this girl didn't do the skating in the movie. Maybe she did. Uh, no, we were pretty sure I she didn't. I think we were pretty sure she didn't. But the, the, the girl, the, the, the figure skating was remarkably more skinny she, she was than a, a this girl. Shape. But... Uh, so that's there's her uh, let's see who else is there so there's the comedian there's an actress named Brooke Parsons who is apparently a real actress and she's mad that she's being made to audition uh, because she's an established actress there's oh there's a dancer that's right there's a dancer who uh, she's the one who gets made to wear that mask later we'll get to that there's a lot of horrible emotional abuse that happens in this movie Uh, see horrible it's horrifying that's not quite what I meant by it um the ice skater and uh, this is getting taking way too long to talk. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't want to talk this long about the movie on our movie podcast? We're not talking about what we think about it because we have to explain what it is first. This movie demands to be gone through bit by bit, and we don't have a game this week. So, do we need to shut up and come along for the ride? <gasps> How dare you? Uh, anyway, uh, so anyway, yeah, and then uh, there's also a musician, right? A musician wait, in Tierra de Milo. You want me to shut up on our podcast so you just want, no, it, want it to be to the Joey being, show? No, I want you to stop like sniping at me like an annoying little person. Like either contribute to the podcast or don't talk. I don't think I can possibly do that. Contribute? Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> no, I meant stop sniping at you. Anyway, the musician. Now the musician character is one that I want to talk about. The what? The musician character. Magician? Yeah, I said magician, you dumb fuck. No, I said musician. Excuse me? Shut your stupid mouth. Shut 
I don't remember a musician in this movie. Yeah, and I'll tell you why if you shut the fuck up for five seconds. I'll tell you why you don't remember her. Because they never mention she's a musician. (laughs) I only know she's a musician because Wikipedia tells me. The musician is the girl whom we spend like 20 minutes out of this 90-minute movie with in her apartment while someone outside is creepily watching her. Then there's an extremely uncomfortable rape scene where halfway through this horrific violent, triggery rape scene. Why are you shouting? Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> Halfway through this horribly upsetting rape scene, she Turns out to g- be her boyfriend. It's her boyfriend, and they start laughing. She's like, oh, oh you. I, they were just playing. Apparently that's a big fantasy for girls sometimes. Okay, first of all, I don't know that that's true. Second of I all, think it is. even if it is true, you don't tell your boyfriend to break into your house without fucking telling you. Like, if you're going to do some kind of weird role play... Fine, you've all got your kinks, well, whatever. That's not... There's. I don't believe any girl's fantasy is to think she's about to die and be raped and then have, have it turn out like, oh no, it's just my boyfriend. I also think it's really fucked up that you think girls have a rape fetish. I've known girls who have rape No, rape you fetishes. have a... You knew one stupid girl who told her boyfriend to rape her, which meant fuck me hard. And by the way, she was in grade 10, so she was dumb as fuck. That's not a... Shut up. I'm pretty sure it's a thing. Look, I'm not saying that there's no fucking weird person in the world who gets off on that, but at the same time, that's like a, a thing that you discuss and do with your boyfriend. It's not like telling him, oh, by the way, sometime you should just break in and rape me. Maybe they had planned it. You don't know. Why was she so scared then? She was. She was Why acting. are you defending this shitty movie? She's not even an actress. She's a magician. She A magician? Yeah, I'm saying it like you now. She was acting scared. It's like part of the role play. Look how relieved she was when it turned out to be her boyfriend. No, she like liked that. He saw her. Oh, oh yeah, and then she kept this thing. really creepy doll beside her bed. Right, which I'm getting to. See, I knew there was... So she has this fucking doll for some reason, yes? And the doll's on the front cover of the, like, the movie. Of the movie, yes. And it's in it for like two seconds. No, more than two seconds. Oh, yeah, totally. I totally forgot. I totally for forgot. For no reason. So... Uh, anyway, she leaves and somebody takes the, the, the doll. The doll has no eyes. Yeah. So my initial question is, we're going to spoil this movie. We're just going to do it because you don't need to watch it. It turns out the comedian is murdering. Oh, yeah, by the way, people, they're all going to get murdered. That's the thing. Uh, on their way to the mansion, the, the musician gets murdered. The magician? The magician gets murdered when she sees her doll in the middle of the road. When she stops to look at it because, you know, as you do. Oh, there's a creepy Don't you remember that was just a dream? Oh yeah, that's right. She wakes up from the dream where she thought she saw the doll in the middle of the road. Then someone cuts her throat and takes the doll. In a that's creepy old lady mask. Yeah, there's a creepy mask. This girl gets murdered, so she didn't even make it to the house. And her doll gets stolen. Now. <laughs> she got murdered and her doll was stolen? Yes. Oh okay, no. So now we get to the her house. Her day is just The ruined. girls meet each other and we meet a new character named Matthew. Do you remember Matthew. Matthew is the caretaker who has sex with one of the girls oh, and never yeah. has a line in the entire movie until he dies. And you're like, why? He's is not Matthew the caretaker. There? He was another. No, Nicole. He, no, Nicole. Movie. He wasn't. He was the caretaker of the house. What? Yeah, he was like the Jonathan Price is the director's assistant who looks after his estate. But he was just sitting at the table with them. Yeah, because he was like the butler. He was like his sidekick, the guy who takes care of the house. He was the caretaker. That's why he was in the shed with all the tools. I thought he was just another actor. No. He was the caretaker who, for some reason, got to bang one of the girls in the hot tub, remember? Well, if I had to choose between him and the director guy, I guess... Well, they all bang the director guy eventually, anyway. <laughs> anyway, the point is they introduced Matthew for no... I think the only reason they introduced Matthew is that maybe you go, maybe Matthew's the killer. 
the, the movie thinks that you yeah. might actually care who the murderer is, and so it thinks it's a mystery. In actual fact, you do not care who's committing these murders. You just want the film to end. No, that's not true. Yes, it is. It had some cool death scenes. No, they did not. Yes, it they had did. One. The ice skating that scene. That was the one. So, can I explain it? We haven't got to it yet. But you've talked so much. All right, well, fine. You take over then. Okay, what part did you leave off at? Yeah, you don't need... Here's the thing. You don't remember who any of these characters are or even what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's not a very memorable movie. I'll give it that. But... That one scene. Can I just tell a scene? Fine. Okay. The and ice skating girl is ice skating, and she has. <gasps> why are you eating chips when I'm doing my book report? So she's ice skating. She's ice skating, and after what happened though? What? She doesn't just go ice skating. This is the next day after a traumatic experience for her. Oh, the director has sex with her. Right. And it was traumatic because... But she didn't want to have sex with him. But she did it because... I don't know if she actually does have sex with him, though. I think she does. I think she did it because she wanted the part, but then she feels shitty about it. Afterwards. Anyway, she's ice skating. Blah, 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 blah. The, the awesome 80s soundtrack. Yeah. And she's in a very cute little pink outfit. And then her music stops. And she's like, hmm... Wonder why my music stopped, and she ice skates over. Well, like, remember when it happened? She was just like, it seemed like so frightening to her, and it's just like it's a fucking like I know battery operated boombox. My first thought would be my batteries died. Yeah, maybe my boombox is. Maybe someone's here to murder me. She's looking around, but then she goes over, and there's like she sees a hand or a hair in the snow. Yeah, and it's the doll. She uncovers it, and it's the doll, and she's like, the all the while she's like looking at this doll, like. What's yeah. this doll doing here? She doesn't hear someone ice yeah. skating now behind keep her. keep in mind that we're led to believe that the killer has turned off her boombox and planted this doll next to the boombox. She has been skating around this big ice rink. It's broad daylight and there are no trees to hide behind anywhere. So somehow, without being noticed, the killer has hid the doll, turned off the music, skated across the other side of the pond to wait for her to come over to the boombox and then begins skating across the pond to kill her, which takes her ten minutes. Anyway, it's a, I think it's a kind of a cool build-up to her. She's ice skating the towards her. The shot of the killer in the mask skating is kind of a cool shot. Yeah. But that's the only thing about that scene that isn't idiotic. No, and then uh, does she actually slice her at that moment? Or she ends she... up using a sickle to cut her head off. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a kind of cool scene. It wasn't. Yeah. Think about what that, though. So for some, first of all, there's no reason for the doll to be there. Plus, the doll has no significance to the figure skater. So she's just like, huh, there's a doll here. The <laughs> only reason that the doll it's is a, there is because the audience is like, oh yeah, that's that doll that the killer took. No, it was the other a, a distraction. So was turning off the boombox. But the doll is more of a distraction. I mean, I get that you needed the good ten minutes for you to skate back across, but then, like, where did she get skates? You, <laughs> did she bring skates with her? I think you're thinking too much about it, other than it, I thought it looked cool. See, that's not a very... Like, if you're trying to defend a movie, and the best you can come up with is, well, that if sure it's stupid if you think about it, then there's a good chance that movie is bad. It wasn't as bad... If you're I'm putting not... the blame on me for finding fault with this piece of shit, then you're crazy. I'm not saying it was a good movie. I'm just it saying it's not as bad as you are saying it is. There is nothing good about this movie. Yeah, anyway, the so last girl... scene in the fun house was pretty cool. Oh, that, okay, we'll talk about the fun house when we get there. We'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. So, later that day, 
Next we have the kill. We get like a point of view shot of the killer watching Matthew. Remember Matthew, the character who is not important, doesn't do anything. Yeah. He gets drunk and drives away on a snowmobile. Does he? Yep. I totally don't remember yeah. that. And then we, yeah, one of the why I don't remember that because I don't know why because he wasn't the character. Because nothing happened. He doesn't have a line. He rides away on a snowmobile, and then we never see him again. Uh, so then there's the the creepy scene with the audition where he's like, where the director is like. Uh, emotionally abusing the dancer and making her wear this mask and not be able to talk and try to, like, seduce him. Oh, that was, was weird. so stupid. I mean, the, the biggest problem with this movie is that clearly there are two different movies being made here. One person in charge of this movie thinks they're making a generic, you know, slasher, slasher with women who are getting murdered and, like, a billion other movies, right? So, and that movie might have been watchable. The director, however, clearly thinks he's making an art film. <laughs> he thinks he's making like a Roman Polanski movie. Uh, he's apparently retarded. He's not retarded. Because there isn't. But it is so bad and so stupid that like if if he had just made that movie and if there was no attempt at it being a slasher, it would have still been horrible. But at least it would have been like forgettable. <laughs> but the two of them combined to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe you're saying that, and you watch Society. Society was excellent. Ugh. Ugh. But, uh, anyway, more people get killed. Uh, one girl finds a head in a toilet bowl, but when she comes back, the toilet's gone! The toilet's still there, oh, the, okay, head's the head's gone! gone. <laughs> okay, right, sorry. The head's gone, and then for no reason, the girl who is just traumatized and thinks she might be going crazy because she there's a disappearing head in her toilet, has sex with Stryker for no reason. All of a sudden, they're making out, and then they have sex. Then, somebody bursts in... That girl, Samantha Sherwood, from the beginning of the movie, Audra, bursts in and uh, ends up murdering Stryker and the girl you had sex with. The actress. Shoots them. Right. So then you're like, oh, she's the killer. Oh, yeah, and then but for then... some reason, he, when he gets shot, falls, crashes. Yeah. Wait, let me talk. Crashes through the window and somehow comes back through the Bottom floor window. Yeah, they both smash through the window. The one girl falls to her death on the ground. He smashes the window with her and then smashes through the window so below. So he did like a C. Yeah, like a semicircle. You so, know, as you do. That's as you, you do. Fall. That's how you fall. Yeah. You're so stupid. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Tara discovers the bodies and tries to run away. Now, Tara is the last girl of the movie, basically. We only know the people who are left are uh, Samantha Sherwood, who is the actress who is in the mental institution. Uh, the comedian and this other girl who didn't have anything to do in the entire movie until this very, very end. She's the musician, apparently. Oh, well, who was the one who got killed earlier? Oh, it's another actress. There must have been two actresses. <laughs> oh, fuck me. So there was going to be six girls, and then there's only five at the house. Right. So the first girl was Amanda, she was another actress. Anyway. Um, she finds the body and goes to run away, and so she hides uh, in this shed... It's a shed. Looking at the outside, you're like, oh, it's a shed. It's, it's like a, a big shed. It, but it still looks like it's like a shed. Like, like a it's big garage. Like a garage. I would say, at most, it is a garage. But it's actually Hang on. a fun house. But before we find that out, we go back inside, and uh, Samantha Sherwood gets murdered. By So that's when we realize that she isn't the killer. Somebody else is the killer. That, no, that did. happens no, no, after. Yes, no, it doesn't. Because we don't know who the killer is yet. We still think... That's Remember, that's when I said, oh. I bet you it's the girl who broke her out of prison, out of the mental institution, the thing, and I the guess it was her. The girl we never saw. The girl we never see ever again. I was wrong. It's not her. 
anyway, then there's a interminably long chase scene through this garage, which turns out is a TARDIS because it is way bigger on the inside. They, How is that not cool? There are like heating vents that she's crawling through, <laughs> like Die Hard. And oh my lord, it's it's not cool. It is cool. It's all like hung to like all yeah. the walls are are sheets, and there's a whole thing of mannequins. It hanging. literally looks like it was made up for a haunted house. Yeah, it was cool. Like it's not like a storage shed. First of all, half the props are plugged in. There's like a piano for no reason. It is decorated like it is actually a like haunted amusement park theme park. Yeah, it was cool. No, first of all, no, it wasn't. Second of all, it doesn't make any sense. Why is it even there? Because Did Matthew build that? That's we where the know. director keeps all his props. Okay, your art studio, do you decorate it like a gallery, or does it look like a mess? Does it look like a shed? Okay. Uh-huh. That's where you keep all your art supplies. Does it look like the Louvre? But mine kind of looks like a fun house. It's got creepy dolls hanging. I don't think you're actually getting my point. Anyway, the point is it's stupid. Uh, and then she ends up getting murdered, and we find out, oh my goodness... It's not the girl I didn't know who it was. It turns out it's the comedian who kills her. Kills everyone. Now, why does she do that? Your guess is as good as mine. I honestly have no idea. We never do find out why she killed everyone. And the ending of the movie is her performing the monologue from Audra that we saw at the beginning of the movie, but she's performing it to a bunch of disinterested, crazy people in a mental institution. Yeah, I remember that. Like, I almost would have given it props for creativity had it turned out that the entire movie was like a delusion in her head she was in the institution the whole time but at that point I was just so glad it was over that I might have been see you say props for creativity I thought the fun house was creative you looked creative it looked like a cliche bad fun house and it was poorly staged and not scary and just really silly I thought I was. Oh, come on. I thought it was t- a little bit tense. And she's in the vent like Bruce Willis and Die Hard. She's like waiting, and then she comes up behind her. Yeah. Which again? How does she do that? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, this movie is god awful. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. This is. I would say that I enjoyed when we watched. Um, what was that stupid movie we watched last year with the slasher at the party, and it was. Pumpkin Carver? Oh my god. I enjoyed Pumpkin Carver. No way. Yeah, I did. Really? I really did. You're so. Because Pumpkin Carver was like so bad it was good and like it was trying to be a bad movie. It was not so bad it was good. And it was just like, it it was was terrible. Yeah, no, fuck that movie. It was terrible. But like I had more fun watching it than I did watching this. This movie was so long and it was only 90 minutes. It did feel a little long, but it did have like a a few cool scenes. Would you give it out of 10? Uh, I. I, it, it doesn't. It's so far below the scale. It gets a fuck this movie. It's the second movie we've ever done the podcast to get a fuck this movie. I give it a three out of ten. Good lord! You are so. High, I have such a high opinion of you. You're so, so dramatic, Joey. You're so like jumping to the end of the chain here. Like it's just. Oh. It's just. It's you're so dramatic about it. It's not that bad. I would say if you have the choice between watching this movie and uh, having <laughs> eye surgery, take the eye surgery. Do not watch this movie. Please, I beg you. Anyway. Oh, and I thought the dream was kind of creepy with the doll. I mean, it, it makes sense when you realize it's a dream, but it's still pretty stupid. I, th- I think dolls are scary. I'm not saying dolls aren't scary, but like that, so that scene, 
is definitely better when you realize it's a dream because the fact that it's completely insane and retarded sort of almost works when it's a dream, but <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that was that movie. I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> You're so glad it's over. It's October, and that means it's time for Halloween theme month. Now, last year we did a theme of Halloween movies. Which didn't go very good. No, it was actually hard to find them. But Trick or Treat was good. Trick or Treat was good, and uh, I do think the Halloween 3 is entertaining because it's so stupid. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Pumpkin Carver was bad, and there was one other one we watched. Yeah, I don't remember either. I remember it being a rough uh, couple of movies. They were hard to watch, some of them. Yeah, and remember how much trouble we went to try and get a copy of Pumpkin Carver? We ended up having to watch it on YouTube. In like could 16 not, different parts? Because I could not get a copy of that movie. Anyway, uh, this year uh, I'm taking control because I really would rather us not have to sit through four shitty movies. So uh, you agreed to do a Hammer film theme. So Yeah, I've been wanting to watch more old yes. school horror movies. Well, Hammer Studios is one of my very favorite... Um, it's a rhino, not a stegosaurus. You had two things on his head. Those are supposed to be his ears. Joey, people don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, Nicole's ruining my drawing. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're going to watch Hammer Horror Studios movies. So uh, I thought they have um, three sort of franchises. We've watched one. We've watched the first of the Hammer Frankenstein movies, which we both love. I really like yeah. that movie. So I thought maybe we'd watch one of we, we, There's three major franchises, and then there's a bunch of other ones. So I thought maybe we could watch one from each of the three franchises and then something else. So that means a Frankenstein, a Dracula, a mummy, uh, and then, um, I don't know, maybe something so else. So which one are you going to choose for next week? Well, I th- Hopefully next week will be one we of the Frankensteins. We're going to do it. So the good thing about these movies is you don't really need to see them in, in order because they're all kind of standalone. Yeah. So I've seen the first three. Do they of have the, Frank- the same actors in them? For the most part, yeah. Cool. Uh, so... I believe the the one that I'm on that I haven't seen. I've seen the first three of the Frankenstein ones. I've seen the Revenge of Frankenstein. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. There's been there a lot of these. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now, right, here we go. I was right. So I've seen the Curse of Frankenstein. That's the one that you and I watched. And then I've seen the Revenge of Frankenstein, which I also liked. The Evil of Frankenstein, which was not very good, but it was also a different director. And then the director I like comes back for the fourth installment in the franchise called Frankenstein Created Woman. Ooh. Yeah, so we're going to watch Frankenstein Created Woman, directed by Terrence Fisher, who is in my top ten directors of all time, starring Peter Cushing as Baron Frankenstein and Susan Denberg as his newest creation. Ooh, I'm very excited. Me that. too. Are they all in color? They are. Because that's when Technicolor first came out, right? No. God, no. Technicolor was in the 60s. No, I thought it was the 30s, like... Oh. Like Wizard of Oz was in color and stuff. No, so there had been color films before that, but there had never been like bright, garish gore. Like that's what I was at least in a mainstream of. movie because there were movies before that, like Herschel Gordon Lewis was doing gore along before. But this was like a mainstream thing that had pretensions—not pretensions, but it was sort of like a studio classy period piece British horror film yeah. that had really bright, technicolory gore in it. Okay. And at the time, they were considered very like controversial and titillating because there was sexuality in them and cleavage and stuff. Looking at them now, they're incredibly tame, but there are they are among my favorite horror films of all time. Like I, I love the Hammer horror movies. I've seen a lot of them, so I'm looking forward to watching some more of them. So yeah, we'll watch a Frankenstein one next week. The week after that, we'll do a Dracula. I should get to choose which one. You should, yes, but we're gonna do, it's going to be a Frankenstein, a Dracula, and a Mummy. So and well, else. maybe I'll choose the Mummy. Okay, fine. It'll be either one of the Mummy movies. 
or uh, one of the Dracula movies, or one of the other ones, because there's quite a few other ones that are quite good. The, the Dr. Jekyll one's pretty good. Um, the werewolf one is excellent, one of the best werewolf movies ever. Uh, I haven't seen the Phantom of the Opera one. I've seen a lot of these, though. So, I'm excited. This will be way better than last year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's enough. <laughs> We're Goodbye. done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, thank you for coming back and joining us once again for the Bride of the Creature podcast. Uh, until next week, I am the creature Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. And y'all stay scary now. Kissy kissy. Watch How could Wear pink. this woman ever decide to wed this man? <laughs> <laughs>